I had gone a, a while without experiencing a God encounter. And I was riding my lawnmower one day and I said, Lord, what's happened? I, I want to have another encounter with you and be caught up to heaven. And he said, when you get closer to me than you are to this world, the veil is just right there. Just step over. You just mm-hmm. all you have to do is step Beautiful. over. I'm right there. Just step yeah. through the veil. God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out His Spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promised outpouring, we equip for that outpouring, so that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We are welcoming back our friend, Debbie Young. And it's a wonderful thing that we get to have three episodes with her. I don't know that we've ever done three episodes with anybody, but that's because she has something so important to share with us today about heavenly visitations and how you can be impacted by something from heaven. Welcome to the podcast today. We are so delighted that you're with us. This is going to be a wonderful, wonderful experience for you to get moved into a deeper place in God, because that's what this podcast is all about. It's about contending and equipping and engaging in the outpouring. And Debbie has been doing that. She has been contending, she's been equipping, and she's been engaging in outpouring. And she's going to share with us today what God has been doing in her life. But before we get started, I want to encourage you to go to our website if you haven't already done so and make sure that you are connected to us by our email uh, subscription. Just go to our website, globaloutpouring.net and click on that green teal colored button that says subscribe and make sure that you get onto as many lists as you want to be on. Uh, Some reach out more often than others. And we've got blogs that you can read, and we've got a connection to our YouTube channel and our Facebook page and our bookstore and so, so much that's out there available to you that we want to help you grow in God, to be ready to engage in what God is about to do in the earth and what he's already begun. Hallelujah. Yes. Every, every time a wave of revival rolls in, something new happens in mm, the earth, and yes. we know that mm-hmm. we are on the verge of that, that wave rolling in that is not going to ebb out again. Be- yes. Before we get started with you, right. with you, Debbie, I just want to quote a prophecy that uh, is from 1934, 1935, uh, that goes something like this, there shall come a breath, and the breath shall bring the wind, and the wind shall bring the rain, and there shall be floods and floods and floods and torrents, and torrents, and torrents. Souls shall be saved like leaves falling from mighty oaks in a hurricane. Arms and legs will come down from heaven, and there shall be no ebb. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That wave is going to come in, and it's not going to go back out. It's like when the tide comes in, it stays for a little while, and then it ebbs back out. And that's the way it is with every revival that's ever been on the planet so Mm -hmm. far. But the one that we're about to see, the one that has begun, it has already begun. The breath has already yes. begun. The wind has already begun. The rain has already begun. The torrents of I think here. the torrents are, are yeah. about to be here if they're not here already. And we're, we're just about to see these arms and legs coming down from heaven. We're about to see these souls being saved. You know, like a tree will be stripped in a moment in yeah. a hurricane. It'll be mm-hmm. completely stripped. All of the leaves are gone. And that mm-hmm. oak is stripped it's completely stripped that's how souls are going to come in every single one yes and this one isn't going to ebb back out hallelujah hallelujah so (laughs) so debbie we're really glad that you're with Mm, us today and we (laughs) are excited about what god is Mm. doing and what he's about to do in a greater measure and you have experienced some amazing things in the presence of the lord um we've had you on two previous episodes and and you described to us how you got saved and in the first episode, and you described for us how you got into children's ministry and, and how the Lord 
moved on your life and transformed you in the outpouring that happened in Pensacola at Brownsville Assembly. And then something else happened to you. Wow. Tell us about your visit to heaven okay. into the praise arena. How did that mm. happen? Yes, ma'am. Well, Sharon and Philip, it's very good to be back with you. I'm just honored and blessed to be here. And and I've been very excited about sharing some of my God encounters that I've had. Um, in the last podcast, we talked about um, a vision that I had where I was laying on the floor at Brownsville Assembly of God in Pensacola, and God was commissioning us to um, launch a new ministry, and this ministry was going to be um, just ministering to little children, boys and girls that were um, just kind of left behind. Yeah. And after I was caught up to heaven and I saw the souls that would be there as a result of this ministry, we came back home and it seemed like that vision just catapulted us <laughs> into what God had called us to do. Wow. And Part of that vision was, and this leads up to what I'm about to tell you, part of that vision was that I was in a field and there were vines all through the field and every vine had fruit on it. Well, over the next decade, over the next 10 or 15 years, every time we were about to see a tremendous harvest of souls, I would find myself back in that field and I'd have a basket on my arm hmm. and I would be harvesting the fruit. And every time I would find myself in that, I knew that we were in for a harvest of souls. Beautiful. So mm -hmm. we would take our big purple castle and we would go down <laughs> the road and we would hold a four night children's revival and we would see the altars just flooded with wow. not just boys and girls, but teenagers and sometimes even adults, because Beautiful. it was such a simple gospel message. Many times that's what people are searching for is something simple. And so we went on that vision for many, many years. So it was around 2011 and I was really tired because um, I had just spent a summer of very intense ministry with church camp and vacation Bible school and children's revivals. And we were operating and directing a camp for the foster children of our area. So usually by September, when my calendar had kind of cleared a bit, I tried to have a month of consecration every Beautiful. September yeah. wow. where I just would slow down and reflect and do some fasting and just try to, you know, just try to renew from such a busy summer that I had just had. So I found myself praying that summer of 2011. It was the middle of September. And I found myself praying for a fresh vision. Hmm. I said, Lord, uh, I just need a fresh vision. I had been so excited about my trip to heaven and all that it entailed and everything that happened to us because of that. But I just needed a new vision. So in the middle of that month of consecration, I was at my church and it was on a Wednesday night and I felt the Lord whisper to me during the end of the service I was in. He said, I want to show you something. So I went to the altar to pray like I normally did. And that uh, kind of came and went and I knew that everybody was leaving church and I kept hearing the Lord say, I just want you to hang around. I want to show you something. And so I could hear the last few people walking out the door. And I, I hollered at him and I said, lock me in and shut off all the lights except one. Leave the PA going. I just want to stay here and pray and I'll lock up when I leave. And the Lord said, I want you to get comfortable. So I got up from the altar area and I went and knelt down at a chair. And I felt like he just had a big, huge smile on his face mm -hmm. in anticipation mm -hmm. of what he wanted to show me. And so I got comfortable and I felt like I had drifted out of my body and I was into the spirit realm and all everything around me just kind of went by the wayside, except the music that was on the PA and I could still hear it. Uh, I was just really tired 
just from being, you know, children's ministry is pretty tiring. <laughs> and yeah. so I said, Lord, I just need refreshing and I, I just need a new vision. First of all, I felt like I had just climbed up into the big lap of Jesus and he was rocking me and he was just kind of comforting me. And he said to, for the weary to come to him and I, I will give you rest. Beautiful. And so he was just comforting me and pouring into me and he was just smiling like he had something up his great big sleeve. And <laughs> the song on the PA came on, which was um, it, Carrie Job's song. Um, now I can't think of the name Revelation of it. Revelation song. The Revelation song that Carrie mm. Job had just started singing and it was it was pretty popular right about that time in 2011 that song came on the pa and i could hear behind me um in the corner of the sanctuary at the front i could hear angels joining in to sing mm. that song it just like was a heavenly choir wow. all of a sudden started joining in and so i turned around toward the sound i had my back to that sound and I turned around to see if I could, it was just kind of a spontaneous gesture. I, I didn't even really think about it. I just turned around to follow the sound. And immediately I saw in the spirit realm, a large curtain part, the mm. curtain parted. And I found myself on a glass floor. It was like mm. a sea of glass and it had kind of a golden tint to it, light golden tint. And it was miles deep. The floor mm. just went on infinitely. Mm. And there was a beautiful glow inside of the floor. And I was kneeling on the floor and I looked up and to my left was Jesus standing beside a throne. And he had the same robe on that he was wrapping me in when I was sitting in his lap and when I was back in the sanctuary at my church. And he had a lamb in his arms. Mm. And I looked up and just several yards in front of him was a row of angels and the angels made a circle around the room. It was a huge, huge room. And there were hundreds of these angels and they were shoulder to shoulder standing on the mm. floor in this arena. Mm. And I knew that they were angels and they had every outline of their robes and of their facial features, their hands. Every part of their body and their clothing was outlined in light. Mm. It was kind of a, wow. a light that was alive. It was kind of yeah. pulsating and glittering. And they were all standing on the floor and just directly above them in a little balcony, not very far above them, was another row of angels. And this row of angels had wings. And some of them were singing and some of them were playing instruments. Mm. And then just directly behind them, a little bit above them was another row wow. and another mm. row above them. <laughs> and it didn't angle back like an arena that we know of, but it was straight up. Wow. wow. And these balconies went as far as I could see, even beyond what I could see. Mm. And as that song was playing on the PA and I could hear that song, with Carrie Job singing the Revelation song. And as it mm. was playing, the angels that were standing on the floor that circled all around the thrones in this heavenly praise arena is mm. all I know what to call it. They would put one arm up and one arm down and they were twirling and they were going around the room like a wave. As one, they would raise their arm up and one arm down and as they twirled, the light that their clothing was made out of and the light that was on their features was coming off of them. And it was going up into the air like sparkles wow. that were mm. pulsating. Wow. And it was like the sparkles were alive and mm. ener energized somehow. And so this um, wave went clear around the arena as fast as the speed of light. Almost mm. I could see it happening, but it was like, and it almost made a like a sound <laughs> because it just went so fast. And as soon as it got back to the angel that started it, it traveled to the next balcony. And those angels didn't do a wave, but they would move somehow to where all of their 
praise would dissipate into the air as the sparkles. Hmm. And the sparkles were different colors, but they were all lit up. And then as soon as that row finished, the next row would go. Then the next row and the next row, and it Hmm. went all the way up. And when it went up to where it was beyond what I could even see, it came back down. The wave around every balcony (laughs) went around and around. Mm. When it got to the bottom floor, they would raise one arm, one arm down, and they would twirl. Mm. And all of that was visible. And then it was reflecting in the glass floor. So it went as far down beyond (laughs) what I could see. And I was kneeling on that floor and I had my head look, I was looking up and I was seeing this heavenly wave go up and down and up and down as this song continued. And all of these sparkles went up into above the throne. And that's what formed a circle rainbow Mm -hmm. above the thrones that were in the middle of the arena. So the rainbow was made up of visible praise. Hmm. And as the angels were not only doing these movements and playing these instruments, but they were singing the song with Carrie Job. And they were singing the exact same song at the same time. And every word that came out of their mouth turned into these sparkly praises that were making the rainbow. Hmm. And that's beautiful. It was so much to take in. And that song, I knew the song was about to be over on the PA. And as soon as that song was over, the next song started. And it was in the church on the PA, but it was in heaven. Mm -hmm. And it was the song, Holy, Holy, Holy. And then I saw myself stand up and Jesus sat down on his throne. And I saw four beings in front of the thrones. And the angels were still doing the wave around and the praise was coming off of them. But what I was focused on were the four beings. And I saw that each being had beautiful, I can't even describe the wings that were on their sides. And they were worshiping the Lord with their wings. Mm. And the only thing that I can really describe that I've ever seen the likeness of is when people worship with flags. Mm -hmm. It was so similar. And I've seen people worship with their hands, where their hands are in just heavenly movements that they're Mm -hmm. not even in control of. That was very similar to how these four beings on the floor Mm. were worshiping the Lord with their wings. And it was the wings were fanning a fragrance Mm -hmm. onto the beings, God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit in their thrones in the center of the arena, there was a heavenly fragrance that was being fanned toward them, much to their delight. Mm -hmm. And so when that song was over, I found myself back in my body on the floor Mm -hmm. of that church. (laughs) And needless to say, I had to lay there quite a while before I was able to pick myself up. And I don't even remember driving home. I somehow (laughs) let myself out of the church and locked up. And that's all I could think about, Sharon. For the next days and weeks, I could not think about anything else. I was not there, but I couldn't stop remembering being Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. And I never in a million years could have dreamed something like that up. And I can't even really describe it. Because there were colors and fragrances that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, there were just sights just beyond description. And my poor English cannot begin to come up with the words to describe it. Well, it has nothing to do with your poor English. It has to do with the fact that English is poor for a description. <laughs> yes. you know, a, a human language yes. is poor for describing yes. something that's not human. Mm-hmm. You're right. But when I got home that night, I went straight to my journal and I tried to record everything that I could think of because I didn't want to forget one a single detail. Mm-hmm. But I found myself asking and, and pleading to the Lord to let me go again mm-hmm. because there were so many details to it. I couldn't take it all in at once. And I felt like I needed to go again to bring some of it into sharper focus. Beautiful. So 
it was about three weeks, three or four weeks later, I went to our River Valley Camp Meeting revival that we had every year. And the church was packed. It held thousand people and and it was just heaven. I mean, the glory was coming down. We were singing and praising, worshiping the Lord. And um, I had that yearning in my heart. And I was standing up with everyone else with my hands raised and the exact same song started being sung, yes, from the stage. So that's a trigger now. Yeah. (laughs) I guess so. The Revelation song, only this time it wasn't coming over the PA. The praise team was singing it. And immediately the first note of that song, I was whisked out of my body. I was standing there between the pews with my arms raised, but I was not on this earth. And I was back (laughs) in the heavenly praise arena. You were bilocating. (laughs) Yes, and the same thing was going on. They were singing our songs. I used to think that we sing heavenly songs, but I found out that day that they're singing our songs. Beautiful. They're joining in with our songs. Sweet. And it's an honor and a privilege to them to join in with us. And Mm -hmm. so I was determined that I was going to try to look around and see some things that was just kind of too overwhelming from before. And I was going to try to learn some new things. So the same wave that was going on before with the angels was going on this time. But what I noticed was as the wave went clockwise, the sparkly praise went up into the air and formed the beautiful rainbow over the thrones. And Mm. the rainbow was swirling counterclockwise over the thrones. And the thrones were revolving very, very slowly in the arena. They were going clockwise. Hmm. The wave that the angels were doing was going very quickly. And then the rainbow was swirling around the thrones, but the thrones were going slowly. Hmm. And during that visit, I noticed that in one corner of the arena was a section that was reserved for people that have gone on the saints that have gone on Mm. and they're allowed to join in the heavenly praise arena so that they can enjoy some songs that they already knew (laughs) from earth. They were getting to join in and sing and to watch all of this pageantry going on in this heavenly praise arena. Mm. And then the song ended. And then I was back standing there between the (laughs) pews with my arms raised. I don't think I noticed anything else that happened during the rest of the service. (laughs) I was just sitting there numb and tingling and thinking about Mm. what had happened. Wow. Um, Wow. I wanted to see more. So I felt led of the Lord to ask, to be taken there again. Mm. And uh, not very many weeks later, since I was on staff at church, I was there just about every morning. And we started the morning with the prayer time in the sanctuary. And I was laying on my face in the floor and I was taken there again. Glory to God. I don't remember what song was playing, but they were joining in with our song. But the thing that the Lord showed me during this third visit to the heavenly praise arena was something that I had seen before, but I didn't understand it. There was a river that was coming from the throne area in the center of the arena. And it wasn't the crystal clear river that I believe flows from the throne of God. I think there's a lot of different places in heaven. Uh, This is only one of them. Mm. And I know that there's a river clear as crystal that flows from the throne but this river it wasn't clear and it wasn't blue it was golden and Mm. it was kind of moving Mm. slowly and it was ripply like it was thick and i Mm. remember asking someone there in the arena what that was and they said that it was milk and honey that flowed from the thrones And the praise that we give the Lord in our time of worship goes up to make up the beautiful rainbow. And then it rains on the thrones. And as they are blessed by our worship, that is what ushers out the river of milk and honey from the thrones. It's like if beautiful the more the purer our praise, 
the deeper the river mm. of milk and honey. Mm. And the river of milk and honey wow. had healings and miracles and signs and wonders, the gifts of the Spirit. All of that was flowing from this river of milk and honey that was coming from the heavenly praise arena. And then I found myself back on the floor in the church praying. And after that third visit, I never did really feel led to ask the Lord to take me there again. But each time I would go to my Mm. journal and I would try to record as much as I possibly could. And not long after that, I started trying to share this experience with people. So I got invited to uh, a few churches to come and share from the pulpit what I had seen. And after those times, we would have mighty miracles. It was just like the miracles were there as people just were getting into that praise arena and just in those simple Mm -hmm. services. But it was life-changing for me. And I feel like the Lord allowed me to, to experience this because I had such a hunger for a fresh vision. I don't think Mm -hmm. if I had not been praying for a fresh vision, Sharon, I really don't think that I would have experienced that, Mm. but I was so hungry for Mm -hmm. more. I felt like the heavenly experience that I had had, I guess it was about 14 or 15 years earlier. I had gone on that one for so long. I needed a new one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not saying that I didn't stay connected with the Lord on a daily basis, but you know what I mean? Sure. That was such a powerful experience. When we have those encounters with God, they're like signposts in our life. Mm -hmm. And it's like they change us and they almost change the trajectory of where Mm -hmm. we're going. Yes. And it's usually something that um, God sends because of that, because he's turning us, turning a new chapter into our lives. And we need that extra Function. Absolutely. But I know that um, there are so many experiences to be had in heaven, and we're going to have all of eternity mm-hmm. to explore and to see all of the vastness and the, the multifaceted things that he has to show us. But he doesn't want us to have to wait until then. That's right. Because he's got a little taste of it here for us. And I love that verse that says, I have not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of those that love him, the things that he has prepared for us. Mm-hmm. But then that next verse, so many people leave That's that right. next verse off. That's right. They're quoting Isaiah mm-hmm. when yes. they stop. And Paul is quoting Isaiah. And then he adds. Yes, because we're in the age of grace and, and all of this that's coming. He says, but God has revealed them to us according Mm -hmm. to his spirit. Yes. By his spirit. And I did a word study on that word revealed. Mm -hmm. And that means to lift the lid. Uh Uh-huh. That's right. And what that used to make me think of was, you know, when at Christmas time, when your children were little or, or maybe your grandchildren that you have now and you get them a gift. And you're more excited about that <laughs> yeah. gift than they are <laughs> because yeah. you know what <laughs> yes. is. And so on Christmas Day, I'm more excited than they are because I know what they're about to see. And I know how thrilled that they will be. And they just <laughs> think they're excited. They're not nearly as excited as I am or you are. That's good. And so you're so tempted to just... A few days before Christmas, you can't wait. It's just so exciting about what you prepared for them that you want to call them over to that gift under the tree and say, come here. I just want to give you a little peek (laughs) and just lift the lid for a second. Put it back down real quick (laughs) so that they can be as excited as you are. (laughs) Well, that's what that word revealed means in that verse. Beautiful. He's just lifting the lid a little bit so we can take a peek. Mm -hmm. And he's he's wanting to show us just a little taste of what he's got prepared for those that love him. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now he's so good. You said something that I want I want you to circle back and give us just a little bit more if you've got something. You said something about what you saw with this river of milk and honey. The purer the praise. Yes. The greater what was the next part? The thicker and 
greater the flow of the milk and honey from the thrones. And that's where our healings come from and the gifts of the spirit come from. And all that the Lord has for us, when we praise him, if we want to see more miracles and we want to see more of the glory of God and all that he has for us here on earth, Mm -hmm. then our praise should be Mm -hmm. more pure. Because when we praise him, our praise in heaven, in that praise arena is visible to everyone in that Mm. praise arena. It comes out of our mouths, just like it did the angels Mm -hmm. with the sparkly praise that dissipates into the air. And it forms this beautiful, gigantic rainbow that were made up of colors I've never even seen before. I can't even describe it, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't an arch of a rainbow. The rainbow that goes above the thrones is Uh a circle and it was flowing counterclockwise. And as it, Filled up with praise. It was raining praise down Mm. onto the Trinity. And it was in the form of the glitter that went up into it. And it circled and it was raining down. And it delighted the Trinity so much. That's what came out of their delight was the golden ripply river of of milk and honey. Beautiful. And all the goodness that God, God has for us here on earth. It flows directly mm. into our services. Mm-hmm. So it's really a cause and effect. Exactly. Our praise to him, our pure praise. And it's so easy. Come on, <laughs> you've, let's be honest. It's so easy when you've got so much going on in your head and, and life has been happening to you and you get to church or you get to your personal praise time. And it kind of takes a little while to get out from under all the cobwebs. And it to does. push all those other thoughts out of your head and, and focus and yes. focus. And, but, yeah. but, you know, the more you practice it, mm-hmm. the quicker you'll get there. Yeah. Yes. You know, the, I, I heard an illustration the other day about if you enter a dark room for the first time, you've never been in that room before, but you have a pretty good idea that somewhere there's a light switch and you go groping around in the dark to find the light switch. And when you find the light switch, you turn the light switch on and everything comes on and you can see what's going on. And then the next time you enter that room, it's not going to take you as long to find the light switch because you found it once before. And then then the more you practice finding the light switch, the faster it's going to be that you can get there. And you don't even have to think about it. Yeah, it's a a matter of practice. You just, just keep engaging, just keep coming back to the Lord. So many times, you know, there's, there's it between our flesh and, uh, you know, there's some interference out there <laughs> in the atmosphere that's trying to keep yeah. us really? <laughs> from getting connected. And the more we, the more we just keep our, our focus towards the Lord, you know, that stuff falls off. You, you could, yes. you could spend, you could waste a lot of time trying to chase darkness with a broom. And all you have to do is get connected to the light and the darkness yes. leaves. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Sharon, I heard a I heard a statement where someone said that there's no such thing as complacent worship. <laughs> and that is so true. If you find yourself your mind wandering with your arms raised mm-hmm. and your mouth moving, singing a praise, but your mind is wandering yeah. in a complacency, then that's not worship. You it cannot is. claim to have worshiped the Lord. There's no yeah. such thing. It's an oxymoron. Mm-hmm. complacency and worship are the opposites. Right. Yeah, there, there's a scripture about that. What comes to my mind is they that worship him must worship him in spirit, in spirit and in, and truth. in truth. Yeah. Maybe uh-huh. maybe you've got another one, but. It was a different one, but it's like it's like a double man is unstable and all. That double-minded man is unstable. It's kind of being yes. double-minded, yes. so you're not really connecting. Yes. And you know, I heard something, I think it was from Priscilla Schreier in one of her Bible studies where we were talking about the armor of God and the shield of faith that quenches all the fiery darts. Mm -hmm. She Mm -hmm. said that when you think about the pioneers that were going across the United States in their covered wagons, and if a group of Indians came with flaming arrows, they would shoot the wagons. And what they were doing was distracting. They knew that the, flaming arrows that were catching their wagons on fire was not going to defeat the pioneers. 
that was not going to defeat them. All that was doing was distracting them from the real battle. Right. Mm, And so her point that she made was the fiery darts are just distractions. Yeah. Mm. Whenever Mm. we're holding up the shield of faith to quench the fiery darts, the enemy uses distractions way more than most people realize. Yes. And Mm. one of the ways is during our worship time, because he knows more than we do how powerful (laughs) a pure worship is. Right. And he doesn't want us to get there. Yes, yeah. look where, if anyone knew, he would know because of where he fell from. Yeah, very true. And so yeah. he will shoot the flaming arrows not to try to, he knows they're not going to defeat us, but he uses them as distractions. Well put, well put. So we've got to hold up the shield of faith, and where we get that is through the word. Amen. That's what increases our faith. Yes. So I have one more question for you. Yes, ma'am. You said that this experience of these three visits to the heavenly praise arena was life-changing. Yes. Tell us how it changed your life. The first time that I was caught up to heaven was when I was called into the ministry. The second time I was caught up into heaven was when he catapulted us into a new ministry. And this heavenly praise arena experience where I got to go three times brought a depth to our ministry. I mean, we were still in full-time ministry just as fast as we could go, but it brought more of an awareness of the glory of God, of just the fact that if we can get into that pure praise, then we're going to see more signs and wonders and healings and Um, things that God has for us, gifts of the Spirit, and not only that, but the fruit of the Spirit. All of the things that God has for us comes, like you said, cause and effect. Mm -hmm. It comes through God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit as a result of our connecting to Him in a pure way. Beautiful. So did, did that change your relationship with God? I... Wouldn't exactly say that it did because I was already so heavenly minded. I was no earthly good. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're probably more earthly good because of how heavenly minded you were. Yeah. I do know that every time that we have access to heaven, it just makes it easier to step through the veil. Yes. And Mm -hmm. after that time that I experienced with him, I used to... On further in my book, Realms of Glory, as I describe what I just described, I described several other encounters where I've been caught up to heaven. It seemed like before I had that visitation where I was able to experience the heavenly praise arena, I would see myself in the congregation where Jesus would come up to me and offer his hand and he would say, may I have this dance? And I would give him my hand and I would always be in a long flowing robe long flowing gown and we would he would whisk me away and I would always be in the sanctuary at the church but we would be up in the air dancing above everybody (laughs) to the music well after this Mm. heavenly praise arena experience all of that changed I would be in a worship service any you know church that I would be in and instead of him appearing to me in the sanctuary I would find myself going through a garden gate. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. as I opened the garden gate, he would be sitting on a bench and he would say, I've been waiting for you. Mm -hmm. And then he would take my hand. And every time I would have on a different, beautiful, long flowing gown, and we would go dancing through flowers and orchards and butterflies and hills. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't even be in any earthly realm. And that, that is what changed for me from then on just about any time that I would enter into a pure worship, I would find myself at that garden gate. And I've had several experiences where the Lord showed me something while we would stop dancing in heaven. And he would show me in one instance. And I, I wrote about this in my book. Um, We were dancing on a garden path and, there were flowers all around and they smelled beautiful and there were butterflies. And uh, I said, Jesus, I love flowers. And he said, I know. And Mm -hmm. 
that's always why he always took me to flower gardens in heaven. And it Mm -hmm. didn't look like flower gardens on earth at all. He stopped dancing with me and he stood and looked beyond my shoulder, past my shoulder, and he looked sad. And I turned around to see what he was looking at. And we walked a little ways and there was a cliff. There was a drop off there in the garden path that we were standing on. In the drop-off, I could see the earth spinning in darkness out in outer space. Mm. I could see the sphere of the earth, and it had black soot all over it. And I could see a tear coming down his cheek, and he said, that is because men and women's hearts have turned so far away from me and Mm -hmm. from God. And then all of a sudden, the earth that I was looking at came a little closer and I could through the soot as the earth was spinning, I could see the continent of the United States. I could see North America and I could see the United States, just the outline of it. And it got closer and closer. And I could see right over the church that I was in when this was happening. Um, I could see Arkansas and it zeroed on into where I was at. And all of a sudden, there was a hole that was punched up through the soot that was over the world. And I looked a little closer. I could see down through that hole, and there was a whirlwind that Mm. the people in the church were praising him. And it came up through that soot like a whirlwind. And then I I could see closer and people that were having church all over the world were punching holes through that yes. soot. Yes. Yeah, and it was whirlwinds. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. after that experience, I began to think about the rushing mighty wind that was in the upper room in the book of Acts, yes. chapter two. And I had always before that pictured maybe a door blowing open or a window shutters blowing open and the wind blowing through the room and out the other door. But what I began to think of after that experience was that it there was a tornado-like wind inside yes. that room. Yes. And like a swirl of a wind. And a, just the fact that everything was revolving in the heavenly praise arena on a spiral. The, the angels spiraling up with their wave, spiraling back down the rainbow spiraling and everything on a spiral. And then Mm -hmm. I believe that the ladder that Jacob saw the angels ascending and descending on, I believe that was a spiral. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think things happen. Even our DNA Mm -hmm. is a spiral. Everything that is Mm, made that is alive is made up of spirals. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just can't help but think that that rushing mighty wind was a, a whirlwind, like a well, spiral. You know, when you read the book of Ezekiel, yes. you know, when they, because you know, you look up and what it says whirlwind, and that's just what it means. Yeah. It's like a, and it was a fire like catching a, itself. It, it's like yes. a holy tornado. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. It all fits together and just makes so much sense. Yes. And uh-huh. as you study some of the words in the Old Testament that mean praise, there is a circular motion implied. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and come on, look at look at Israeli dances. Yes, that, and the word rejoice means yeah, to twirl. It means, it means to twirl. So yes. there, there's there's so much in, in praise and worship that is in that spiral shape, that circular shape. And yes. and I believe it's like a drill. I do too. That will drill up through yes. that that I uh, think eternity is like that. Yes. And I think that the when God created the universe and it's continuing to go on and on. I think it's a spiral. Yes. Mm-hmm. And another thing here on Earth, when this is kind of crude, but when you flush a toilet, there's a spiral. <laughs> there's, <laughs> and then you can you can go south of the equator, and it spirals the other way. Yeah, that's it's true. Goes clockwise. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, it's fascinating. There's, yeah, and even scientists to haven't figured that out yet. Yes. <laughs> I well, it. I think God already knows. Yes, and it's all going to fit together so perfectly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, before we close, Debbie, I would like to ask you to pray for our listeners because I feel like there's an invitation 
that the Lord wants to give them that that as they walk through whatever gate it is that they go into, for you, it was into a flower garden. And Jesus Mm. was saying, I've been waiting for you. Yes. Would you pray for our listeners to open up that gate to to have that appointment with Jesus that he's been waiting for? I would love to. Can I preface this prayer with Please do. Just, a, just a simple observation? I've had people read my books and they've said, how can you experience these God encounters? Is there a catch to it? Is there a key? Is there a secret? <laughs> and I said, well, actually, I believe there is. And I think it's because since I've taught children about Jesus for over 40 years, I've tried to learn to see things through a child's eyes. Yes, And I think that most adults make things too complicated. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. I think to have a simple childlike faith, and there's a difference in childlike behavior and childish behavior. Oh, absolutely. We don't like, we don't like it when children behave childish. Right. But God likes it when we keep from losing our childlikeness. Mm-hmm. And part of that is that it's simple spontaneous and that it children are not skeptical mm-hmm. i think so many times people nip it in the bud when the lord tries to show them something and they're skeptical they want to analyze it and look at it from all different ways <laughs> just be mm-hmm. like a little child in amazing wonder just mm-hmm. let the lord show you with with a childlike delight and wonder at what he wants to show you Amen. and experience it instead of taking it all apart Beautiful. So I believe that's kind of the key. And I think a verse that goes with that, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I have a pure heart. I'm not, I wouldn't even begin to say that about myself, but I do know that children have pure hearts. Mm-hmm. And I think God wants us to try to become more childlike. In fact, that's the only way we're going to enter into the kingdom of God Amen. is to be more childlike. And one last thing, and then I will pray. I had gone a a while without experiencing a God encounter, and I was riding my lawnmower one day, and I said, Lord, what's happened? I I want to have another encounter with you and be caught up to heaven. And he said, when you get closer to me than you are to this world, the veil is just right there. Just step over. You just Mm -hmm. All you have to do is step over. I'm right there. Just step through the veil. You know, if we get caught up in the cares of this life mm-hmm. and the Very world true. is pulling us down, mm-hmm. then there's a gulf between us and God. But true. when you, yeah. you're you closer to God than you are to the world, then just step on over. Beautiful. Mm. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful, Lord, for all of the glories and riches that await us by the power of Jesus Christ and what he purchased for us through his blood. It's only through his blood. He is the door. And Lord, as we are speaking to so many people, Lord, you know their hearts and you know their desires. And some of them, their greatest desire that they've ever had is to encounter you in a deeper way and a deeper experience than they've ever had before. And they long for that. And they have been praying and they have such a desire in their heart for that. And your word says that that you would give us the desires of our heart when we delight ourselves in you. So I pray God that you would help people that are listening to this podcast today, that you would begin to help them to put their hand on the latch of that gate And to push that gate open with a childlike faith and to step into the glories and the riches that await us because you long to just lift up that lid, just a little tiny corner Mm -hmm. to let us experience just a bit of what you have prepared for us, which is more glorious than our finite minds could ever even comprehend. But you want to give us a little taste right now because... It just helps us to anticipate even more the glories that you have prepared. We're so thankful, God, that you love us, that you've created us to love you. You want to populate heaven with people that Mm -hmm. love you. That's why you created the world in the first place, that we love you because we chose to, because we want to. Lord, I pray that you would put the want to in all of these people to experience more. And I pray that as we praise you, 
that we would lift up a pure childlike worship, that everything worldly would just fall by the wayside and you would connect with us and we would connect with you in such a pure, pureness that we would be able to add to that beautiful rainbow that encircles the throne and yes. rains down yes. to your pleasure. And Lord, let that river of milk and honey flow our way because we so desperately need the gifts of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. We so desperately need our lives and our hearts and our minds to be healed. We need chains to be broken. We need signs and wonders for the people that have never heard and don't believe. Lord, let our our praise be pure so that that river can flow so deep and so wide and people can swim in it. Yes, Lord. Thank you for the land of milk and honey that you've given to us. Thank you for all your your wonderful, glorious riches and treasures that we can find in your word and through your son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Well, thank you, Debbie, for being with us again today. Can you tell people how to get a hold of your books? Yes, I can. I have five books. Two of them are for adults. and. One of them is called Realms of Glory. And in that book, it kind of tells my personal life story of how I was saved and um, our ministry. And then the last section of the book, there's a section of several times that I've had God encounters. And I try to describe them in detail. And every one of them is taken from my journals that I recorded right after they happened. So I'm not going from memory. I'm going from right when it happened. (laughs) My memory is not to be trusted. (laughs) And and then the second book for the adults is called There is a River. And it's preparing for the outpouring and revival that is coming to the Arkansas River Valley, which is right through the middle of the state of Arkansas. And both of those books are available on Amazon. And then I have three children's books. One of them is called Earth Suit. That's really one of them good. is mm-hmm. called The Little Lump of Clay. That's and really one of them too. is called The Bible, mm-hmm. a book like no other. Beautiful. And I'm writing a book now that is um, called Blessed Are the Pure in Heart, for they shall see God developing a childlike faith. Beautiful. And then I'm working on two or three more children's books. So are the children's books also available in, on Amazon? Yes. Okay. Excellent. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us again. This has been a delight. We've really yes, enjoyed it. Well, it's been my pleasure and my honor. Thank you so much. Amen. God Amen. bless you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence.